This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 119 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Glenn and the Arabian Nights. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our title sponsor is Omega Alpha. You can find them at OmegaAlpha.ca. This episode is also presented by Equestrian Collections at EquestrianCollections.com. Plus, Uncle Jimmy's. You can find them at Uncle-Jimmy's.com. This is Glenn the Geek uh, talking to you from Arabian Nights in beautiful Orlando, Florida. We're recording the show right in the middle of the stadium here. So if it sounds a little echoey and hollow, that's why. It's because we're sitting in the middle of about, I don't know, we'll find out how many seats here shortly. And I have Audrey Paget with me. She's the executive vice president of Arabian Nights. I actually met her a couple years ago and when we did a show here on Stable Scoop. And we're thrilled to be here and recording right in the stadium. Jennifer and I have seen this show so many times and now we get to see the back we'll talk a little bit about the barns and the horses but welcome to the show thanks glenn it's great to be here and we're looking forward to sharing some of our information on what goes on behind the scenes would you like to introduce the two 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 uh beautiful performers you have with us today sure i'd be happy to do that we have a uh, performer melody mccray and emily devalley uh, whose last name I know I mispronounced, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what, do you notice I threw that to you to do? <laughs> I did. I did. Way to go, I'm no but. dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit. Let, for those that don't know anything about Arabian Nights, which, by the way, if you don't know anything about Arabian Nights, you're not in the horse world. Um, tell us a little bit about Arabian Nights. How, when did it start? You know, how it began, that kind of A little bit about the history. Arabian Nights was opened February 29th on Leap Day in 1988. Um, It was the dream of Mark and Galen Miller, who were career horse people. Mark's mother, Basie Tankersley, um, bred Arabian horses at Almar Arabians and still does. She was one of the first people to import Arabians. And growing up on that farm, Mark met a lot of people, a lot of performers. He actually sat on Roy Rogers' horse Trigger and really wanted to share horses with people in a more theatrical way than a horse show. Um, They wanted to have a venue where people could come in and see horses performing without having somebody narrating step-by-step what maneuvers they were doing, something more exciting. And they moved to Micanopy, Florida, which is a small place outside of Ocala, and came on a family trip to SeaWorld where they were inspired to have this idea for a horse theme park, which later they realized maybe was a little bit more to bite off than they thought. So they started off with a dinner show, Arabian Nights, and they named it Arabian Nights because of their Arabian horses and also because they liked the story of a genie, um, having a genie to move the story along. It gave them a lot of room, a lot of ways to have different acts and different time periods represented in the show. You know, we've had this discussion a number of times on the show most people who are not familiar with horses, their first experience with horses are at an entertainment event of some sort, whether it's Arabian Nights or Medieval Times or a Disney World and they see the horses walking down the street. Whatever it is, that's where they first meet horses. Yes, it is. And, and 
what Mark really wanted to get across at Arabian Nights is that bond that people have with horses. I think you see it here. You see it when people see a horse pulling a carriage, anything. They're drawn to the horses. There's something intuitive that people really like about horses, and he wanted to showcase that here. And that's one of the more fun aspects of our show is, you know, we have a VIP experience where people can pet the horses. You know, the guests can pet them at the end of the show. They really get to, to touch them and feel them and see you know, what they're like and how they respond to their performers and how they work with their performers. And it's the show itself. I mean, it's music. It's loud music. It's, you know, it's a lot of people in the stands who are cheering and clapping. And, and it's the energy of the room that really makes the show what it is. Uh, and, of course, the horses and, of course, the entertainers, you know, which we're going to get to here in a second. But. But I think when we first came here, we were amazed that there was such a thing. First of all, there's not much of this in the horse world anymore. Mm -hmm. There used to be other shows that, that more shows that would travel and, and do mm -hmm. horse-related things. But there's just not as much of it that, as there used to be. I think the World Equestrian Games gave us a good, a good look at, at all the different horse entertainments that are out there in one mm -hmm. place, which was, you said you got to go. I did. We were there actually on behalf of Almara Arabians. They were there for the Arabian Horse Association. So we took a couple of our horses um, um, our costuming department put together the costumes, and we did a breed demonstration to show people what Arabian horses can do. Yeah, the breed demonstrations, and it was unfortunate, the World Equestrian Games, because it, it seemed like the, the demonstration, the, the two worlds just didn't meet, the competition world and the demonstration world. And I was there every day, all day. Mm -hmm. And finally, one of the days, I got free from watching raining and vaulting and everything else, and I went down there. I had a blast mm -hmm. watching what was going on on the other side of the park. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people maybe missed that and was unfortunate it because there was some really cool stuff going on over there. It was such a big venue. I mean, yeah. they had it such a spread out venue. And my the feet times knew that things. too, by the way, Audrey. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. I had a golf cart, so I was lucky. Oh, you got lucky. I, 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 I didn't even have a golf cart. cart. <laughs> but, it, it, you know, the vaulting overlapped with the raining and that overlap, like the events were overlapping. And so if you were trying to be there and see a lot of different things, it, it was very hard to do that. But it was a really neat event and I think it introduced a lot of people to horses which is one of the things that we do here and that's why we have so many disciplines in our show and why we use the lights and the sound and everything to really bring that home to people and make it exciting. Well let's talk a little bit about the statistics. How, how many can you seat here at the stadium? Um, we seat 1,200 people here in the arena. Boy, it seems like more than that when everybody's in here doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And that includes 80 people in our skybox, which is Which good. I have been here five, six times, <laughs> never noticed that there was a skybox for the special people up there. Now, that also has another purpose, too, you said. It's for special events. You know, if somebody wants a private party, uh, guests who have allergies, which, believe it or not, very few people actually know they're allergic to horses. Until, they, the, until they leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then our guests with special needs, because the entire front row is wheelchair accessible. Well, yeah, you, you, you do accommodate almost everybody here. Mm -hmm. And what's, what's neat is you get to eat dinner yep. during the show, which is kind of cool. You actually sit at long tables. And um, now the, the dinner's always good, too. And now you said you do make the food here uh, at, Ara at Arabian Nights, so that's not imported either. No, we do make our food here. We have a separate kitchen, and our uh, food and beverage director was actually a sous chef at the Peabody Hotel before he came to work here. And he really enjoys special events and things like that. But on a daily basis, we have five different entrees that the guests can choose from. A sirloin steak, a black Angus chopped steak, pork tenderloin, chicken breast, children's chicken fingers. And actually, we have a sixth, which is a vegetarian lasagna 
that's available at that request on that day. You don't have to pre-order it. You can just ask for and it. And when's dinner? I'm getting hungry. Right? <laughs> 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 Haven't heard talk about that. Melody. Well, you get a choice of dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Melody, you've been here for how long? A uh, little over three years. And um, you're, you're one of the entertainers. You're a writer. Yes. Were you a writer first? Yes. Yes. So <laughs> what, what age did you start writing? Probably since I, before I could walk and talk. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, now, well, you yeah. came from a horsey family then. Yes. And what, what did they do? What kind of riding? Well, when I was really little, we had a family business. We did pony rides, petting zoos, carriage rides. So we had a little bit of everything. We even had a camel at one point in time. So we did that for a long time. Have you tried time. to introduce a camel to the show? And they, no. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be appropriate, actually, in the show. We had two goats. So I mean, you know, I think that's enough. <laughs> it's when she wants to bring in the elephant that you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. So you also compete, too, outside of here. After, yes. What kind of comp- competition? I trick ride at rodeos. Oh, that's right. You don't compete. You trick ride. Right. It's more of a contract act. Yeah, well, so. that's great. And the rodeos do a great job of bringing into the country. Right, right. And actually, I'll do a plug for our Western radio show here. Uh, my co-host on the Western radio show is Alan Moorhead, and he announces at many of the rodeos around the country. Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, so he's my <laughs> co-host for the Western radio show. Awesome. So I'll have to tell him I saw you. Yeah. He, he, he's probably announced you a few times. I think so. Yeah, well, that's great. <laughs> so now, you came from a family that was, was, was a little bit into, you know, into theater really mm-hmm. and so was that where you got both usually you start out as a horse person you start out, start out as a theater person and you, you switch and you learn the other you, right. you had both yes <laughs> so it's in the blood yeah yeah <laughs> which so do you like would you ever do theater without the horses probably not no so you can do stage no, I just like the horses way too much. <laughs> and you're you're a trick rider, so you do some of the acrobatics and, and yep. things like that. Were you taught by who were you taught by? I actually learned from my aunt. She learned probably about two years before I did, and she went on the road and like was gone all rodeo season, and then she would come home on the off months like winter time and then we just kind of mess around and play around and i decided that's what i wanted to do by the way everybody melody does not look old enough to have done any of this by the way and you've worked here for a few years haven't you and you from what i've heard from audrey you do every you can do pretty much anything in the show yep you're versatile so you're the one if nobody else wants to do it they throw you up no Melody's actually the only female performer here to jump through the fire hoop during oh, our gypsy really? act. Mm-hmm. Well, that's terrific. Mm-hmm. So she's a little I bit guess. of a daredevil. <laughs> and the dump trailer. Are you the one trying to talk him into the more dangerous stuff all the time? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realize when I'm off, somebody else has to do it. Nobody else wants to do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's, th- let's say hi to Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. And you live in Daytona. You live over at the beach? Yeah, I live at Deltona. Oh, so Deltona it's like Beach. 20 minutes away from Daytona Beach. Okay, and that's like an hour drive from here. Mm-hmm. So you have a hike to come in. So you must like what you do to come in here every day. I do, I do. I love the horses and the performing is so different and you learn so many different types of riding. Now, did you start riding or entertaining? Yeah. No, I started riding. And how old were you when you started riding? Se- about seven. I By the way, Girl she, Scouts. She doesn't look old enough to have done any of this either. So, okay, so you started in Girl Scouts. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You don't hear that very often. No, I know. So what kind in of New York, actually, too. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, what part of New York? Long Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't have a whole lot of choices no. there. No. <laughs> so now, did you start English or Western? English. English. So you started Western, right? Yes. Yeah, so we got an English and a Western here. Mm-hmm. How'd you end up here? I've seen the show since I was a kid, and it's always been like a little dream of mine to work here, and my dream came true. 
Did you just apply one day? And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, is is there any criteria? What's the criteria, or what what are the, what do entertainers need to get a job here as an entertainer? Um, that's actually pretty diverse depending yeah. on the person's background. Um, we take people like Emily and Melody who have writing experience, but we also will hire people who are not writers if they have another specialty skill, usually. Um, actually, our current barn manager, his name is Chaba, and he's a Hungarian acrobat, and he came to us eight years ago strictly as an acrobat, learned how to ride here, learned how to do the acrobatics on moving horses and is now able to ride and perform in the other riding aspects in the show. I want to hear more about the barn manager, too, because a barn manager in any other place takes care of the horses and does nothing else. That's a little different here (laughs) at Arabian Nights. So let's take a break. We'll take a commercial, and we'll be right back and continue our conversation in the arena at Arabian Nights in Orlando, (laughs) Florida. Omega Alpha Pharmaceuticals creates only natural health products. Their scientists, guided by Dr. Gordon Chang, formulate a wide variety of mainly herbal health products to address many equine health problems. And I have on the line here Kyle Carter, who is an international eventer and well-known throughout the eventing world, who uses Omega Alpha products. Kyle, I understand that you started using uh, Omega Alpha about a year ago. Yeah, I've, I've been using it for about a year and have noticed a remarkable difference in the horses that have been on it. And then um, if, they've, if they've come off of it, the horse's health always has been better on it. Um, it's one of the few supplement companies that I wholeheartedly believe in. Well, thank you, Kyle. You know, Omega Alpha brings consumers the perfect marriage of nature and science. Look for all of their products at retailers nationwide or visit their website at omegaalpha.ca. That's omegaalpha.ca. All right, we're back. And I want to continue the conversation. It was a quick commercial, guys. Um, I want to continue the conversation here and talk a little bit about the barn manager duties. Now, barn manager in most places, in most big barns, they take care of the horses, and that's pretty much it. The barn manager here has a different role. Uh, Yes, here actually our barn manager is the person who manages the performers. And then we have another individual who is our herd manager. Gets a little confusing, but the term barn manager had been used for so long as the person... (laughs) Okay, now wait a minute, wait a minute. I have worked with entertainers before. They can be a herd at times. (laughs) Well, we thought about changing it to performer manager. Everybody everybody continues to call Chaba the barn manager, so we figured just... What a great name, too. You know, it sounds like something out of a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it does. So he was an acrobat before. Did he know anything about horses? He did not. Yeah. Um, He did not know anything about horses. He's learned a lot, and he's still one of the most eager-to-learn managers I've ever worked with. You know, he follows our farrier around when he's here and talks to the vet, and he's just, he's like a sponge. He wants to learn more because as the person who keeps the performers, you know, in the show and pairs them up with the horses, he wants to do the best job he can matching horses with people and knowing what horses are suited for what roles in the show. Well, let's talk about the horses. How many horses are here? We have about 50 horses. Wow, that's a lot of horses. And we got to take a walk back in the barn, which was very exciting for us horse people. It's exciting. Nobody else would care. But (laughs) but we thought it was great. Uh, And everybody's in stalls, and they get some turnout time. And I know that you get to turn them out in the arena here during the day, too, for Mm -hmm. some exercise. But they get plenty of exercise, because in addition to doing the shows at night, you guys have to rehearse, too. Right. So how how long are your days as entertainers here? They're about eight hours. Uh, we come in, we ride for about two and a half hours, then we go to lunch, and then we do VIP, and then we do the show. And But, it, you know, every day it changes. Sometimes we'll do rehearsals after the show. 
but we ride for about. I'd say about two and a half hours. Not every much day. time left for a social life here, guys. You guys <laughs> no. are getting done late every night. <laughs> no. You come in at noon or whatever every day. I mean, there's not much time left. But, you know, there still is nothing, and I think you'll agree with this, there's still nothing like entertaining in front of an audience and getting that immediate feedback and reaction, which we don't get here in radio, but I used to when we had the acting company. There's just still nothing like that. Right. And that's part of what keeps you going. I mean, it is part of what you (laughs) And then there's nights, too. We're trade secrets here. There's nights where the audience is terrific. Oh, yeah. Is it the same here? And there's nights where you're going, (laughs) are they all just sleeping out there? (laughs) 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 And and you can never tell which night, why it is that way. You're doing the same show. You've done the night before. They're eating the same food that they served last night. But it just seems that the audience is with you or they're not with you sometimes. But Mm -hmm. it's just, it's entertaining. It's Mm -hmm. it's anybody that's done the horse show knows the same thing. You'll be out, you'll do a terrific ride, and the audience doesn't care. You know, <laughs> right. the next day they're all cheering and hollering and carrying. Same way at rodeos. It's yep. probably, do you find that too at rodeos? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Quite you, a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and have you ever, you guys ever been able to figure out what the difference is? Is there something that causes that? Now, now it's the entertainer and me asking questions. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with the kids, how many kids are in the audience, because when we do special shows for the Blackstein Literacy Foundation, those kids just bring the house down. Yeah. You know, they're so excited about it. So on a, on a weeknight when we have fewer kids, because it's a school night, the audience tends to be a little more subdued. And I mean, that changes depending on, you know, who the adults are in the audience. And how much they've mm-hmm. had to drink before they've come to Arabian <laughs> Nights. I mean, that has yeah. something to do with it, too, let's be honest. <laughs> but on the weekend, when you have a lot of families with children, like when the kids get really into it, it's contagious. I and I bet you guys can tell when conventions are in town, too, mm-hmm. because they're yeah. coming in in a mood to just have fun no matter yeah, what. Yeah. So I imagine conventions can be interesting at times, too. Mm-hmm. So what's your biggest challenge as riders and entertainers here? What's the biggest challenge you have? I think the biggest thing is trying to fit into everything. There's so many Costume different... Costume-wise? Or... <laughs> <laughs> That's really what I thought when you said I did not. <laughs> not costume-wise. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> it's just all the different acts in the show are so different. You know, at one point you're doing English, and the next five minutes you're doing western next five minutes you're standing on a horse and you guys are multi-purpose so how many different things will you do how many different entertaining acts will you do during a show average is probably about five to seven that's five Mm -hmm. to seven different acts during a two-hour period exactly You're hustling. Oh, and you're changing <laughs> costume and everything in between yeah, yeah. each one of those. Yep. And getting the horses ready. Now, do you have to get your own horses ready, or are there people getting horses ready for you back no, there? No, we get we them ready. Them. Oh, mm-hmm. You do that in between the acts? Yep. Yes. So they all just lined up? Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> we undress them and redress have them Have you ever taken quick. the wrong horse out? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever taken a Percheron for an Arabian act? Or, you know, not quite not, that bad. No, no. Bad. <laughs> but when I first came here, all the white horses looked the same. Yeah, they kind of do, actually. Yeah, kinda, that happens a lot. Yep. I thought I had dazzled. No, that's not dazzled. That's and at here. what point do you realize it when you're in the middle of the arena and go, uh, yeah. I have the wrong horse here? <laughs> this horse doesn't ride like the one I'm supposed you know, to this ride. Is, I wanted to ask you this, because we did improvisational theater. That's all we did. We did 10, or 10 years of improvisational theater. So... We didn't have a script that we could mess up. You know, it just mm-hmm. was what it was. You guys have music. Everything's pretty well choreographed and timed. Yes. But is there improv? I mean, at times you must do improv. To, at those times when you have the wrong right. horse. And <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the Gypsy Act, especially in the Christmas show, when we do the Gypsy Act, we get to be elves and we get to be funny. And, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> during the regular show, we're more serious and conservative. And it's just fun to as let As serious as conservative show. as Gypsies yeah. can be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you do have a. Tell us about the Christmas show coming up. I love our Christmas show. It's my favorite, and I'm biased on that because I actually wrote in our Christmas show when I was hired, but um, it's very festive. We have everything from a winter wonderland act with all the, you know, white Arabians and people, you know, in their beautiful white tuxedos, top hats and gowns, and then, you know, the elves act, which is really Mm -hmm. fun. They get to kind of clown around a little bit, and um, it has great energy. Our horses get to be reindeer in another act in our show, and they bring in Santa, and then um, I think one of the most loved or hated acts in the show is our gingerbread act. The audience really loves it. The performers are not so fun. So you have to dress in like gingerbread costumes. Yes. yes. You have to be like flat, flat gingerbread people. Oh, pretty much. Not flat. They're not, not flat. They're not flat. Okay. I was picturing the flat gingerbread they have people. Huge heads. Huge heads. <laughs> you have to ride with that on. Yep. Oh, great. Yeah, and you probably can't see very well. That yep. probably doesn't help either. Yep. And you're actually riding bareback because the costumes are neoprene, and the costume designer at the time wasn't really thinking about how someone with a five-pound head would get on a horse. <laughs> so this way, if someone gets hung up on something. You know, you, you don't have that problem. But it's very funny because some of the performers like to horse around in that act and they're pushing each other in <laughs> neoprene costumes on these bareback horses. And you're like, oh. Talk about hot under the lights, too. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. It's like wearing a wetsuit. Yeah, it yeah. would be. Yeah. It definitely would be. Well, Emily, I wanted to ask you. Now, you're, you're petite in yes. stature. So they give you all the roles that require the petite girl. Pretty much. You get the elves and all of that stuff. Yes. Yes. Have you found that to be an advantage? Or a disadvantage? Um, it's a disadvantage when you're getting on the bigger horses. You always have to ask. <laughs> they don't give for you a, a mounting block back there. <laughs> you do, but it's not high enough. Believe it or not, <laughs> it's two steps. I need three. <laughs> so you're getting legs up like a jockey all night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel bad because I know everybody else is in a rush, and I'm like, please. <laughs> well, let's t- let's take another commercial break here, and I want to come back. I'll, I'll, I will have my audience revolting if we don't talk about the horses. So let's talk more about the horses when I come back. And we'll be right back with the Stable Scoop Show from Arabian Nights here in Orlando, Florida. It is that time of year again. Time for Christmas shopping and holiday gift shopping. And you want to do all of your holiday gift shopping for those horse lovers in your life or your horse at equestriancollections.com. And just for you, they have a special coupon to help you in your holiday shopping this year. You can get $10 off on your order over $120. So that's $10 off on your next order over $120. Just use the promo code radio show, all one word, radio show at checkout and they'll give you that $10 off. You need all the help you can get this holiday season. Things are tight, but I know you still want to buy those terrific holiday gifts at prices you can afford and you can do that at equestriancollections.com just for our listeners of the Horse Radio Network. Use the coupon code radio show, all one word and you will get $10 off that next order of $120 or more. Stop on over today for all of your holiday gift shopping needs at Equestrian EquestrianCollections.com. Well, we're back here at Arabian Nights, and we're having a blast just talking about entertaining. But I better talk about horses, or my audience will, will like, lynch me. So I'll be getting emails all week. 
So let's talk about the horses. Most of the horses are Arabians, and you mentioned where they come from. So, and they come in here. What I was surprised with what you told me was that uh, they actually come in here with very little training, like 60, 90 days of training. So you're taking them through the rest of their training here, right, Audrey? Uh, yes, that's correct. Most of the Arabian horses that we get from Elmara come in with 60 to 90 days of basic training. Occasionally we Which get... Which means you can hop on and they can steer pretty much. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Um, occasionally we they do... They might not buck you off depending on the day. <laughs> We do occasionally buy horses specifically for different acts. You know, if we know we need a reining horse, we buy a trained reining horse. Or if we, you know, you saw Silver Charm, one of our horses that we just got that was in dressage training. So we we do outsource, I guess, some of that that training just because with a daily show and rehearsals, it's very hard to train a lot of the horses. And that, that is a misconception that a lot of people have that haven't been to the show. It's not just Arabians in the show. No, no we so, have 14 breeds of horses, everything from your favorite little Shetland ponies. Oh, I love the Shetland eyes. ponies. <laughs> I did like the Shetland ponies. I'm glad. <laughs> but nobody else here likes the Shetland ponies. We like them. They just have their very own personality. Oh, Shetlands do. Yeah. <laughs> it's it a is, pony thing. It is hilarious. You know, you used to do pony rides. You know yeah. what that's like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, though, Glenn. You know, you were asking about, you know, the audience and whether they appreciate things in the show. It I, it drives me a little crazy because we'll do, you know, advanced dressage maneuvers in our show and get a, a golf clap from our audience, but the Shetland pony just walks into the ring and the <laughs> audience goes crazy. Uh, and you put the little Shetland in a cart and they're, like, ecstatic, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. That's true. Yep. That is true. And so you have Percherons, you have all... Now, the, I imagine you would have to use some of the larger draft beads. You, you do a lot of vaulting and acrobatics as well. Yes. So... Here I'm calling it vaulting. It's probably more <laughs> called acrobatics in this show. I, I just got done with the world of questioning. I watched four days of <laughs> vaulting, so um, I have a new appreciation for vaulting now mm-hmm. after watching that. Mm-hmm. Though it's, it's it is it is amazing. We'd like to incorporate more of that with the hard roller into the show, but right now it is mostly circus style acrobatics. You know, Kai Vorberg said he's probably going to be hanging up the vaulting thing here pretty soon. He'd probably come over from Germany to do, get a regular job <laughs> at this point. We actually have an act that goes on the road show with us that does vaulting. They're associated with the American. Vault. Oh, great. So that's pretty neat. Cool. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the road show and, sure. and your cause there because I think it's a, it's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so the horses. Mm-hmm. So, you guys. <laughs> okay. Is there any horses that you guys go, oh, I got that one tonight? Or, or, <laughs> or do they punish you by going, I'm putting her on that one tonight? <laughs> you were here 10 minutes late. You're getting Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> half and half. <laughs> yeah. So tell tell me about. Okay, we'll start with Emily. Tell well, me about my favorite that I ride pretty much every day is Amazing Ray, and he's just like the smallest little horse, and he's perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you like him? He's just little. <laughs> you can get on without that leg up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. He's yeah. very sweet, and he's too. just so cute. He's like a puppy almost. Now, what what breed is he? An Arabian. He is an Arabian? Yes. And, you know, one of the things about Arabians that you must like is they don't tend to be 17-2. Exactly. So you're, you're in a little better shape <laughs> with the Arabians. Yep. Okay, so Melody, which is your favorite and least favorite? My favorite is Inca. He's okay. one of the Indian Native American horses. He does the reining and stuff. And I like him just because he's so grouchy. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a true horse girl. <laughs> yeah, he's just cool. Like, he's just got that attitude, like... I'm awesome, and I don't really care what you think. <laughs> you know, they say that riders match their horses in personality. So there you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So which is your least favorite? 
Sailor. <laughs> why, why is Sailor the least favorite? Sailor's not horrible. He's just been here for a long time and has been through a lot of different kinds of riders. Oh, and, yeah. you know, you get the people who are just learning to ride who are kind of all over the place. And, you know, then you're more advanced and you get on them and Sailor laughs at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, not going to He's like the that. lesson horse, you know, yeah. that knows everything you could possibly do. And he's like, you know, not today. Not today. Yeah. Nope. It's my day off, whether you're up there or not. Yeah, yeah. that happens. <laughs> So now, how how many hours a day will the horses work? You'll you'll do a rehearsal and then you'll do the evening show. So each horse might have, I'm guessing, two hours a day total that they're working. Yeah, between two and three. Two and three yeah. hours. So, and do you ride each of them every day? Do they try and ride each each of them every day, or or do they get days? I'm assuming they get days off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they kind of take turns. Do they? Especially so, it depends on the acts that they do. And that's why you have to have so many. I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming is, right. is because of those days off. Just like we all need them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, is is does a horse? What's the lifespan of a, a horse here at Arabian Nights? Can they stay for years? Um, do you have ones that have been here for years? Um, yes, we, we have some who've been here quite a while. Inca actually has been here. I think he's 16, 15 mm-hmm. or 16, and he's been here about 10 years. He's been here for a while. Wow. Um, he's actually hopefully going to be retired after our <laughs> Christmas show, and Melody's going to take him home. Oh, great. I was going to ask what happens to the horses <laughs> yeah. after. I imagine it's pretty easy to find them good homes. They're well broke. A, a lot yeah. of our performers actually will sign up to take them because, you know, as you heard from both Emily and Melody, they form bonds with the horses. Right. Yeah, you would if you're working with them that closely every night. Right. For sure. Although you're working with so many, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. you do have your favorites, I'm sure. So uh, is this a career for you guys? Do you want to be an entertainer your whole lives? Or, or are you going to end up as a vice president sitting in an office <laughs> like Audrey over here? No. Do you miss riding, by the way? <laughs> I do. You have to want to get down here occasionally and get on a horse. I'm very fortunate that I do get to ride in the mornings. I actually exercise a couple of our reigning horses in the mornings. Um, a little Palomino named Rocky, who is like my favorite. Even so you do get to ride. a huge troublemaker. And yeah. you're all dressed up today, all so there must be yeah. breaches in there somewhere before the day starts. Jeans, usually. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Western writer. Yeah. <laughs> so what? 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 Where? What do you aspire to? Where? Do, where? Where would you love to go, or what would you love to do from here? Now, I'm not saying they're quitting. Okay, I'm just, I'm just uh... scaring me, Glenn. <laughs> well, I really enjoy my job, and I think it's kind of a hard one to answer because I want to do this as long as I possibly can. And when I can't do this anymore, you I'd look like, like you're 12. This shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Our show's a little dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> people no, that get is hurt true. all the time. That is true. But, you know, after this, I like to Well, it's like any people. horse people. I mean, we yeah. all get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather teach well, people how to When you're hanging off the side of a horse upside down or jumping off of their back into the air, I think <laughs> with, you're a little more Oh, by the lucky. way, with music and crowds and flashes and everything else going <laughs> on at the same time. And by the way, there's a horse coming into the ring at this very moment. Tell me a little bit, on what, and we'll wrap like up babies. here very shortly. Yeah. But I do want to talk a little bit about, you have a great cause that you do, and we're going to talk about that a little bit right after this break. Regular listeners to the Stable Scoop show know that Helena and I just love Uncle Jimmy's and his fantastic line of products. His products have the highest quality ingredients, and that is why they have taken off like they have. Of course, it all started with Uncle Jimmy's hanging balls for use in the stalls, and then came squeezy buns. We know you need to reward your horse outside of the stall as well. That is why Uncle Jimmy developed Uncle Jimmy's squeezy buns. Squeezy buns are all natural and loaded with nutritional ingredients for your horse. 
Unlike similar products on the market, they are individually wrapped to preserve freshness and eliminate mess. With competitive pricing and Uncle Jimmy's quality guarantee, the Squeezy Buns promise to be a hit among horses and horse lovers alike. Learn more about all of Uncle Jimmy's products or to find a dealer, visit uncle-jimmys.com. That's uncle-jimmys.com. So tell me about the cause, and I think <laughs> you're clapping. This <laughs> <laughs> is <just> funny. <laughs> you, uh, Melody's involved in this, right? You're yes. involved in this. So tell us about it. What is it? Um, we go to, we travel pretty much all over. <laughs> and uh, we put on like a little mini show for fourth graders. And, you know, at first they'll start reading the Black Stallion books. And, you know, then they'll get to meet Little Black and Big Red and, then we actually do the show and all these schools comes. I mean, there's thousands of kids and just do like a little mini show with the prince and princess. We do some cool stuff. We do Roman riding. We do trick riding. We do like a mini gypsy act and we take one of our dressage horses. So, you know, it's about a 45 minute show. So it's meant to expose kids to horses for right. the first time. That's yep. the idea. And do you travel all over the state, all over the country? Is it uh, local here? Um, we do a lot of local stuff, you know, as far as jacksonville and ocala and you know we've been down to miami recently um but we do have a big road show every spring it's probably anywhere from two weeks to five weeks to you know end up <laughs> and we do quite a bit we'll stay gone we'll go to arizona arkansas wow. louisiana mississippi road trip yep <laughs> that we look forward to it we love it we love being gone and, and it's great being here and stuff it's just a change of, well it's a change of scenery change of scenery yeah. and we love it <laughs> So, do you get to go on the road show at all? No. No? Do you I've hope to at some point? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I would. I would love to. And what about you for the future? What do you see? Um, kind of the same as Mel. I've only been here, like, about two years, so I want to stay here a lot longer and learn mm-hmm. a lot more things, and then eventually just kind of teach kids how to do it and be versatile. Well, you know, this is kind of a dream job for any horse girl. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you have any entertainer blood in you at all, this is is the dream job. You guys are, there's lots of uh, listeners now all across the world <laughs> that are saying, I want to do that. We're going to have to prepare our <laughs> Yeah, your applications are going to go up now. <laughs> it is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. You see them doing the acts. It is not easy. You have to know how to ride. Lots of dedication. And, and. You know, I imagine it takes you some time, and they work with you for a while before you're ever allowed to be in the show. Right. Yeah. So is there a learning curve? Is that a month or two months or a week, or it depends on the rider? It yeah. depends on the rider. Yeah. It changes for everybody. <laughs> well, is there anything else that you, Audrey, you want to you wanna get out there about, about Arabian Nights? I, I mean, we've touched on a little. I could ask you a thousand more questions yeah. because I'm, I'm, I'm an actor and a horse person. So... <laughs> I have so many more questions, but we only have a limited amount of time. So I just wanted to ask if there was a, how can they find out more about you? Um, they can find out more Aren't about you? us by checking out our website, which is arabian-nights.com, uh, finding us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. Um, and you have the one location here, right? We do. This is the only Arabian Have Nights. they ever thought about doing another one? You know, I'm sure that's been talked about. They've, they've talked about it, but <laughs> the ownership of Arabian Nights is very involved. And to have multiple locations, they wouldn't be able to be 
as involved on a daily it, basis. It's in Orlando. You don't need to right. be anywhere else. Everybody yeah. comes yeah. here at some point or another. It's the happiest place on earth. Yeah. So, uh, so it's perfect. It actually is ideal. And, and it really did take us from Disney World five minutes to get here. We mm-hmm. dropped friends off at Disney World, and it took us five minutes to get here. Yeah, we're actually at the same exit as Disney and really just across the interstate, just across I-4. So I highly recommend it. It's a great show. Anybody who's horse person or not. And the other thing I want to stress here is if you're a horse person and your significant other, your horse husband, uh, is along, he will enjoy this show too. And oh, yeah. partly yes, because definitely. there's very good looking entertainers that are sitting <laughs> right here across from me. So thanks, so. Glenn. <laughs> I'm a horse husband, what do you want? <laughs> Thank you, everybody. We appreciate you being on the Stable Scoop Show. It's been fun being here in the arena at Arabian Nights in Orlando. Everybody, have a great week. We'll be back again next week here on the Stable Scoop Show, part of the Horse Radio Network. Remember, you can see all of our shows at horseradionetwork.com. And don't forget to catch our live show, 9 a.m. every morning on the Horse Radio Network. It's called Horses in the Morning. Have a great week, everybody.